Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Unleashing Possibilities podcast. Once again, it's Mark and Christy. Hello, everyone. I'm so excited to be here today. And Mark, I'm excited to be here with you because we are celebrating our 12th episode together. So a full year of the Unleashing Possibilities podcast. So just want you to know what an honor it's been to be doing this with you this year. And I'm really excited about a lineup of some topics and how we're going to go even deeper in the coming year with our mentors. So thank you for being in this with me and mentors. Thanks for listening. Yeah, absolutely. It's amazing. All right. Well, let's jump into the 12th topic for the year. And this really came as we started to recognize here at New Pathways that um, we get stuck a lot, whether we're a staff member here at New Pathways trying to support somebody else, whether it's um, a mentor trying to support a youth in working through a challenge that they're going through, or the youth get stuck in their own stuff. And we've been having a conversation more frequently about how do we get unstuck? What's that about? Um, And so as we think about this idea and this concept, it really connects to one of the distinctions that we present at our three-day retreat, and it's around what's at risk. And so this distinction is about recognizing that there are opportunities that I could stand to lose if I don't give my efforts, participate fully in the program and the resources and the support and my own inner knowing um, as well. So we're up to big things here at New Pathways and we're up to supporting our youth and our mentors in that journey as well. And we run into challenges all the time. Yeah. So today what we are looking to bring is some ideas on how to get unstuck But before we can really talk about how do we get unstuck, we really have to look at what gets us stuck. Once we have a clear understanding of what gets our youth stuck and some of the things that are going on in their life, it provides us opportunity to really then look at actually effective or kind of more science-based ways to kind of get unstuck in in those particular situations, patterns, habits, thoughts that get us stuck. So shall we talk a little bit about what gets us stuck? Yeah. So when you think about getting stuck, um, to me, it's, it's I'm stuck in a habit or a repeating way of being. And I recognize for some of our mentors, they may be like, way of being? I don't know that I've, I've heard that before. And so it's this, this recognition that we get stuck in a process of thinking, stuck in a process of, of habits, of behaviors. And so it's this pattern or a loop that we find ourselves in. And, and a lot of times we don't even realize that we're stuck in this way of being. We just show up this way uh, because we've learned it um, oftentimes from our childhood. And we continue to show up in this way. And this way of being isn't necessarily a bad thing because it's serving us in some way. We're getting some sort of results from it when I show up in this way with my youth or I show up in this way in a relationship or with a coworker, whoever it is. But it can get us into trouble when the situation or the relationship that we're in, whether it's our mentoring relationship, requires us to do something differently. So Mark, what comes to mind when you're talking about that for me is for the mentors that have joined us at a workshop where we've introduced what we call the three-panel model. The three-panel model really looks at that we have taken on personality 
um, including us as mentors. We've taken on a personality that we learned in um, our own upbringing, from our own families of origin, from our own cultures. And those ways of being are really meant to protect us as children. Um, and yet we grow into them as adults and kind of keep many of those patterns or ways of being or habits. And and they may not serve us in adulthood. And the same thing's happening for our youth. They've taken on ways of being that were taught by their families, either through modeling or the crisis that's constantly happening from living in poverty um, or the trauma that their bodies are holding from the adversities that they've faced. They're now in these patterns or these ways of being or these habits. So mentors are in them and youth are in them. You and I are in them, our staff are in them. Everyone's in their patterns and their ways of being. And again, while created to really keep us safe, protected, um, to help us cope and, and deal with what is present in front of us, at some point, sometimes those patterns and behaviors and habits kept us really safe, but may no longer be serving us. So if we talk about our youth, for example, when they come to retreat, we learn about what's really at risk for them is, I want to go to college. I want to live a life that I'm not in poverty, that I'm not in the chaos or the crisis. I want to be connected um, emotionally and, and mentally and spiritually with the people that are in my life, but yet they're not able to move forward in those things because their patterns, their ways of being, their habits haven't been formed yet to another possibility. So we kind of get stuck in our own patterns or possibilities. And that's kind of the really big picture way of thinking about it. But it also comes down and gets drilled down to this very day to day, like someone cuts me off in traffic. And so my pattern is or my habit might be is um, go into flight, fight, fight or freeze. And I do that on even uh, a microcosmic kind of level, not a big level, but more on a, um, a representative level on a smaller scale. And then we get stuck ruminating on that person that cut us off in traffic today. And, and I'm focused on that through the day and I don't show up and I'm not my best self. You know, I've used the example of getting cut off in traffic, but my coffee maker didn't work. The shower was cold this morning. And we end up in our interpretations instead of the facts of just the shower didn't work this morning. Uh, life isn't out to get me. But we can be in those patterns then and kind of get stuck in um, ruminating or only thinking forward and not how to be really present in the moment and say, what's needed right now to get me unstuck? Yeah, and you really hit an important key piece there about it doesn't allow us to be our best selves. And um, and I think about it, it eliminates us from being present and really connected to other people when we're stuck in those habits and those patterns and those thoughts. And it cuts us out from any other possibility. Which is very much like the nine dots um, concept that we show at retreat is that there's only nine dots, but we act as if there's a line on the outer side of those line dots, nine dots that form a square, and we always act within the square. But if we realize there's no square, there's no lines around those nine dots, it's just wide open space with nine dots, then we have all sorts of possibilities for acting. So the point of bringing this to our mentors today is to say, our youth gets stuck. And they go back and acting within the nine dots. They have patterns. They have habits within those nine dots in the square. And what we're trying to do as mentors is help them remember there is no square. There is no box. Um, but what that means is that we as adults have to remember, have to notice when we've put ourselves in our own squares, in our own boxes, to remember there is no nine dot or there is no box. There's just nine dots. And so what can we try on to get unstuck? So 
if patterns, behaviors, ways of thinking that have limited worldviews are what get us stuck, then let's talk about what gets us unstuck. Yeah, so getting unstuck is really about consciously trying on something new and something different. Um, But I think even before that, you have to take the recognition that I am showing up in a consistent way. And this is where I think about really being open and honest during those calls with your program coordinator. And those really serve as an interruption as a way to say, hmm, I've noticed a pattern or I've noticed that you keep approaching your youth in this way. What do you think about that? Or this is what my sense is. But it's actually being open to the recognition of the pattern because we ourselves may be so immersed in that square that we don't see it. And so through that coaching conversation or even through our own reflection, we can recognize it. And then I think for us as mentors to be looking at it with our youth, do we are we paying close enough attention? Are we present enough with our youth that we can start to take note of their patterns to be able to really note what patterns get them stuck so that we can be more observant and more engaging in it? So we're talking about how can we do it as mentors and then also how can we see it with our youth and coach and support them to get unstuck Um in those moments. So yeah, having your program coordinator help identify uh, what patterns we, we might get stuck in as mentor. I know my program coordinator and for me as my a mentor in the program as well helps me identify my patterns, thoughts, belief systems that are getting in the way and have me stuck. But then I also look to model that. What can I learn from that and notice my mentees patterns and observe them in a way that I can be a better coach uh, question or be more in the curiosity and exploration of a lot of different try-ons she could bring in um, to get unstuck as well. Yeah, and those try-ons are really key. And so it's, you know, what's something new, something different that I can try just to see what might come from that? Could a different result, a different outcome, a different response, a different conversation emerge that wasn't there before? So it really is about leaning into possibly a new way of being a new way of showing up that might be very challenging and and uncomfortable and so how do I get comfortable being uncomfortable in working through that so to go a little bit more um, practical maybe tactical with our mentors today uh, is thinking about then what are the ways that we get unstuck is after we've noticed and observed the pattern it's really important to think about and what um in what area of life is that stuckness occurring? So if I'm stuck in my thoughts, the way that I think about something, the way that I ruminate on it, getting unstuck oftentimes isn't about just changing our thoughts. That's that's kind of the lecture mode. Just change your thoughts and life will get better. Um, well, if the thought pattern was what it was the solution, I would already be out of it because I would I would have already thought myself out of it, for example. So it's important to notice that when I'm in my thought pattern that's getting me stuck, it might be important that I shift and do something else. Maybe I go for a long walk. So now I'm in a body pattern. Um, can my body pattern of being in movement, in motion, act or actually interrupt the thought process? If I keep grasping at a relationship um, and I'm stuck in like this relationship not working, Might it be time to shift out of relationship area of life and actually focus on what are my own thoughts, beliefs, and patterns that are going on about the relationship? So this idea of the ability to move between our domain, uh, our human domain of thoughts, our human domain of body, and our human domain of relationships and social connection, um, as well as our human domain of being in nature 
and um, in our environment that looking to solve the problem that has me stuck uh, or the way of being that has me stuck in the same domain may not be the best solution. I may need to shift into another domain uh, to do that. And why I bring that up is I think it's so important for mentors to observe that with youth. If the youth's been thinking, thinking, thinking about this issue and ruminating on it, which I, I know happens a lot with my mentee, me coming into lecture isn't going to shift for her or get her unstuck because all I'm doing is giving her more thoughts. But if I say, hey, let's go for a walk or let's go for a hike or let's go, I don't know, have dinner together and not talk about the issue at all. Let's just go talk about something else that we're both passionate about. It starts to free up the possibility that something else can emerge for her. And we'll certainly come back to it, but we may need to get out of the immediate pattern to get unstuck from it. Yeah, and by being or experiencing that other domain, like you said, it it gives you a chance to step away from the pattern. And then when you do reapproach it, it gives you an opportunity to look at it from a different lens and angle. But you have to be away and step away from it long mm-hmm. enough to allow that, like you said, to emerge. So I, I love that. And I, I think for myself, too, I get caught in my thoughts all the time. Um, but shifting into body or relationships or environment can be another way out. Um, or vice versa. If we go a little bit more specific then and think about the ways that our youth might be getting stuck so that we can see it and support it as mentors is um, really being in crisis, in poverty, and adversity, and understanding that brings about oftentimes a sense that I have no ground under me, that I'm not grounded, that I'm not centered, that I have nothing to hold on to. And one of the most effective ways when we see our youth feeling just unsupported, um, kind of flittering about looking for solutions, um, the most effective way of really getting them unstuck is through kindness. So can we be kind and show our youth that we see them, we're present with them, um, and that we are there with them without anything to do, without anything to fix Um, That would be one of the very basic fundamental roots of getting a person in crisis unstuck is just kindness for Mm. what's happening with them. I think the other thing that I sense in our youth is they feel a ton of pressure, um, whether from their family, uh, society, that they know they're failing at school or whatever the issues are that they're facing, and they feel the pressure to get it right. And they're using, um, well, again, fight, flight, or freeze. They're not going to school, they've escaped it, they're um, stuck in it and just going through the patterns but not really trying. And um, I'm sure we don't have to paint too many scenarios, our mentors live them every day. But one of the most effective ways that when we're feeling a ton of pressure is to show appreciation. So this is where the practice of, of working with our youth to have maybe a gratitude jar or a gratitude text that we send a gratitude text to each other every day of something we're grateful for. So we're helping our youth point out that even in all this pressure, there's things to appreciate about themselves and about the world around them. And if we as mentors can help them remember what to appreciate, um, that you're really uh, a funny person or that you um, show such love and care for your community at New Pathways, it's helping them appreciate things that are going on in their life can help balance the pressure and get them unstuck from the feeling of pressure. Hmm. Another emotion that um, and feeling that kind of comes up is 
oftentimes the uncertainty. We, we hear that with our youth, that they just feel uncertain. They feel that life's just happening to them. It feels very random um, and not purposeful. And I think in those scenarios, um, what I've, I've come to understand that helps us get stuck unstuck is being in conversation with someone that can help us see cause and effect. So that things aren't as random or as uncertain as we think. Um, so for example, such a basic example, but you know, there is a cause and effect. If, if I have cavities, there might be a cause and effect of, I don't, I haven't been brushing my teeth daily. So just very basic, can I understand cause and effect and that I do then have some modicum of control of my life. And that's what it starts to restore for our youth when we're feeling uncertain and the randomness of life is to point out some of the, the areas where they do have control. Well, if you brush your teeth daily, um, you're more likely to have um, healthier teeth. Again, not the real life example they're living every day, but if you show up to class, you're more likely to get a good grade um, if you uh, or a better grade. If you study for this test, you're more than likely to do better than you would if you didn't. So how do we help them start to see where they do have modicums of control in very simple areas? It may not be control over a parent or how someone else feels or thinks about us, but that there are ways we can get our feet back under us, our ground back under us to lighten the pressure. And so these are three very specific ways that mentors can use in relationship with youth um, of being just kind when we feel when we sense that they're feeling ungrounded and um, being with them and present with them and seeing them as a whole person um, of when they're feeling pressure just taking and putting a practice in place of appreciation and how might we share appreciation like I said a simple three times a week we'll have an appreciation text for each other um, and then when we're feeling random and uncertain about life and that life's happening to us how can we look for the, the very specific areas in our life that there is cause and effect um, that I can be uh, gain a sense of, of control that I can affect uh, or have an impact on the effect through the cause actions that I can take on. Um, and there's lots more ways to get unstuck and rather than explore them all extreme, as deeply as I just have those three, uh, I'd love to hear what you thought and then I have a couple of others that I'd like to share. So what comes up for you as I share these, Mark? I love the reminder about the the kindness and um, you know really quickly I, I you know in a, in a current situation with my youth we're going through this back and forth of of keeping communication open and he's kind of up to a lot I'm up to a lot and so there's times that I text him or will message him and I don't get a response back and this past holiday with Thanksgiving I just sent a really um, what I thought was a nice message to him and telling him how thankful I am for him and and would you know it that 10 minutes later he texts me back and responds back how appreciative he is of me and whatnot. And so that message um, struck something within him. And so where there was this lack of communication for a while, all of a sudden he read that and it motivated him to respond. And so I think there is that important reminder of how much kindness and gratitude and appreciation can, can help um, in, in situations where there's a lot moving yeah, the, the pieces I think we forget is that the adversity that our youth face is oftentimes a body event. And what we mean by that is the adversity, the, the poverty, and the triggers that's happening of the crisis mode is their bodies, their systems are flooded constantly with um, a variety of different hormones and chemicals that are being released in the body from all of the crisis. So what moves us from that isn't insight. 
what moves us from that is being in a somatic emotional felt experience um, with the mentor. So this is why I always caution us that the moment we go into lecture mode with our youth and shooting our youth and why can't they just do it? I've told them how to do it. <laughs> we have to remember that there's a different experience being held by this young person and that we have to meet them where they are and therefore doing some work that moves them in their body for taking a walk, um, distract, uh, taking them for a walk or having a real connection relation conversation around appreciation and kindness can totally shift um, the experience and allow something else to unfold. The other kind of things that get us unstuck that I wanted to offer is having structure and boundaries. Um, so when our youth identify that they want to create something in our life, then having a conversation about what will it take to do so? What will you have to give up to do this? Um, what will you not do in order to have this other thing in your life? So having conversations about structures and boundaries from a place of curiosity can help our youth get unstuck. The other thing, this is so hard in today's society, doing one thing at a time. So we as mentors need to pay attention when we're with our youth and we're multitasking with them, maybe doing homework, maybe talking about their future, maybe exploring their relationship with their parents, and we have all this stuff going on in this conversation, is to pull back and remember, that, again, meeting them in their experience of feeling very scattered, uncertain, ungrounded. Can we in those moments model for them the importance of doing one thing at a time, which slows the parasympathetic nervous system and lets them actually connect with us and experience what that kind of connection looks like? And then we all know the importance of self-care, which we've been talking about quite a bit, can also um, help us get unstuck. But oftentimes our youth aren't in a place that they're able to even think about self-care. So that's why those, I'm offering that as this last piece is it's definitely an important part of the equation, but in crisis may not be the first thing that I have access to. But what I can help bring as a mentor to have access to is the kindness, the appreciation, the conversations of cause and effect, and the conversations of helping them structure uh, what it is that they want to create and what they'll need to put around themselves to do it and what they'll need to let go of to do it. Becomes very basic, fundamental ways that we can help our youth get unstuck, but also things we can use in our daily life as mentors to get ourselves unstuck. Whether we're stuck in our own relationships or at work or or in our mentoring relationship, we can apply these to ourselves as well. Yeah, and um, so those are all great ways to help you know others and ourselves get unstuck. And I, as you were sharing, another one that came to mind was about how do we recognize the strengths that we have and how can we transfer a strength that we've used in a different situation or using somewhere else into this situation. And so, um, you know, we've all in, in some regard have overcome a challenge in our life, something that was really hard or difficult. And so I can ask the youth, you know, tell me about a recent situation where you did something really big and, and uncomfortable and challenging. And what strengths did you tap into to do that? And how can we use those same strengths in this situation? Though it's a different situation, but you're still you, you still have that strength of those strengths. How can you apply them in this situation? And so it's helping you to recognize that you have a lot of great tools and resources within you. How do we help you to just shift it over to this area? Same thing for us as the mentor, the adult mentor, right? If we're feeling stuck in our mentoring relationship, um, what are the strengths we use to have really strong relationships at work or with our family? And can we pull those strengths over into our mentoring relationship as well? 
So I think it's a great cross-application between youth and mentors. Absolutely. And what a great time to be talking about getting unstuck as we wrap up the year and we start to think about what we want to create in the new year. It's a great time to maybe reflect with our youth as a call to action now is to reflect with our youth on um, what we wanted to create in our life this year and if we created it or not and what we might need to do to get unstuck to bring about what it is that we see as possible for ourselves in the coming year and create some action plans or as we call them at New Pathways, some project plans that might apply some of these unstuck activities and practices to um, our daily living. And we would encourage you to connect with your program coordinator about additional ways that you can get unstuck. We uh, have an entire set of resources here at New Pathways with a lot of different ideas. We've shared some of those with you today. Um, and you might actually have already received some of these ideas, uh, but if you haven't, then please connect with your program coordinator and ask them for additional ways and ideas because they have a whole host of, of thoughts about, about it. And then last thing we'll ask is that um, as you do engage in your next conversation with your program coordinator, you share with them three specific activities that you're going to take on to help you get unstuck with your youth. And so it could be what it could be a combination of things you're going to take on personally as the mentor to help you be in that space to support your youth. It could be what you're going to do specifically in that conversation with the youth to help them to get unstuck. We gave you so many different ideas. And again, through your conversation with your program coordinator, there's so many other ideas as well. Um, and again, it's that reminder of doing something different, right? What's the different, three different activities that I'm going to try on just to see what possibilities might exist outside of the nine dots or the square that I've been, been stuck in for a bit. So mentors, thank you so much for your contribution, your commitment to our youth. We hope that these topics are helpful in your mentoring relationship as we work diligently here at New Pathways to interrupt the cycle of poverty and adversity that our youth face. And the way that we do that is through a caring, stable, nurturing adult, which is you. So thank you for being with Mark and I to learn new ways that we can be more present as the mentors, as the caring adult in the lives of our youth, to meet our youth where they are, to fully see them. And that those qualities, those characteristics in mentors are the first step up, 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 of, of really looking at a new future for themselves, a new possibility in breaking the cycles. So thank you for transforming lives. Yes, thank you. We truly can't do it without you. So thanks again for listening. And until next time, keep unleashing possibilities.